This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Hello and welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack. What's going on, guys? Hey, not much. I'm sitting here in my biking clothes. I'm going to go on a bike ride after this. So I say it looks like a cool xenon top. I thought it was just a hangout shirt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jeff, how are you? I'm doing excellent today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> excellent. Yes. <laughs> um, I, before we get into a serious thing, I have to say that I've, I've discovered the power of foam rollers. Good. Um, I was having a hip problem, and then... Amazon did a same-day delivery uh, clutch. Big city. I know. Swagger. Because <laughs> after Googling, you know, what is an IT band, it's like a new hip. It's amazing. That is fantastic. We're so fantastic. Thank you. So happy for you. It's excellent. It's excellent. You you lost me at we got it the same. I got it the same day because here I order overnight and we get it about a week later. So that's well. The covered wagon doesn't arrive until Wednesday. (laughs) They have to wait for the water to lower at the bridge. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad you're feeling loose and ready to go today on the pod. What are what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about criminal convictions when you run a background check and it comes up that your candidate has a criminal conviction. What do you do? What are people doing? Okay. Hmm. I find that there's three categories or three types of approaches that employers take. Get a thesaurus out. (laughs) There is no criminal conviction inquiry at all. No background checks. That's one. They just don't care. They're the cool employer. No. Right. Don't care. The, the next one is the automatic ban. They really care. And if you have any criminal conviction, you're out. Okay. Auto ban. Auto ban. Doesn't matter. Okay. And then the third category I see is in the middle. And, you know, I see all different approaches to we kind of care, somewhat right. care. We care in certain situations. So that's what I see. Okay. Do you see well, those camps? I, you have more camps. Let's just break these down. So let's talk about, um, the, let's talk about the do nothing group. Yes. Right? Let's talk about them first. Um, okay, so, public defender, so, is that a do nothing, a good thing I, to do? Listen, everyone deserves a second chance. Uh, yes. And they can't be blacklisted for the rest of their life for something that they did at, at one point in time. Um, right. And so I get it. I get why a lot of employers, well, I think there are two reasons why employers do it. One is they're actually approaching it as we want to give these people a second chance. I think the majority of people who don't do anything are in the do nothing group, just kind of put their head in the sand and are kind of lazy. I, I'm sorry if I called someone lazy, but I think that there's, there's a over, right, there's like a, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't see anything. Right. Or I don't care. doesn't matter. Right. Right. Or I need employees so badly. I, I just can't, right. like I can't look at that because I need people. Yeah. It does seem a little lazy. Do a little Googling. Just a little. Pop up in the laptop. Right. I was trying to find there's a song that I've done my time, I've done my time, and I've got to know it. Do you know that song? No. I mean... Do you want to play it on YouTube? And not- <laughs> what is the <this> song? <laughs> I agree with Jeff that... People have done their time, and I'm trying to think of the song, and I cannot think of it. I've done, 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 done. I've done my time. I'm I think there's fine. 
I think there's all kinds of problems by putting your head in the sand. And I, I do see why people are doing it because unemployment is so low. Yep. But it doesn't take away. It, it's not like you close your eyes that you're not going to you know, have to deal with the, the risk. The other thing is, I'm sorry, but. What is the risk? Well, first of all, as a former prosecutor, I know there's a recidivism rate. Right. And that is mm-hmm. people repeat offenses. It's pretty high. Right. What you, At the public defender's office, I, I called my clients the frequent flyers. Uh, I'd win a case, and then on Monday, they'd be getting arraigned on a new charge. <laughs> Hello, Susan. How was your weekend? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Jeff, I remember you saying, like, can't we just go two days literally, so I can I have one, sweet I, victory? I had one case where I literally got... A jury trial acquittal, and then like two days later, the person called me while they were being arrested for something else. They're like, what do I do? Jeff, though, the reality is this. If you don't consider anything, then you're you're engaging in negligent hire, in my opinion. Right. If you don't do anything, yeah, negligent hire is your big risk. What does negligent hire mean? It's like you on the podcast. We negligently... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> we did not do our due diligence. <laughs> there were no convictions, but there were some red flags. Other red flags. <laughs> Bad attitude. I'm going to give you the definition because I think it's just very exciting. The, the negligent hiring doctrine is, and I, I like talking doctrines. Yeah, let's get into the doctrine. I just put on a fancy uh, hat as we're, we're starting this. I put on silk gloves. <laughs> Under the doctrine of negligent hire, an employer is liable for harm its employees inflict on third parties when the employer knew or should have known of the employee's potential risk to cause harm or if the risk would have been discovered by a reasonable investigation, i.e. a background check. Got it. If you don't do it, and you should have done some due diligence as far as a background check, and all of a sudden the person's in a safety position and they injure somebody, you're going to be found liable for that injury. Okay. Right. An example, a case example coming out of Florida is a company, they hired a guy who was driving mm-hmm. one, of their, one of their commercial vehicles. They didn't conduct a background check, which would have flagged right. him and precluded him from actually driving, but... They put him behind the wheel of their commercial vehicle. He gets in an accident, rear ends a guy, and the punitive damages alone are astronomical. Right. Millions of dollars. Right. Gazillion. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I I see not doing anything as not a reasonable option. I wish I could just do nothing about so many things, like (laughs) taxes. Nope. Not today. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't see that. I don't see that. The other group are the the automatic banners right the people who say if you have any conviction misdemeanor felony anything above a speeding ticket you can't be hired for the job we don't care we're not even going to look do you think you see more um, clients that are risk averse so they do it or because it's a moral judgment i'm just curious i mean i i I don't know i don't really interview them to ask but i I just want to i think certain areas it's more moral judgment I think mm-hmm. other areas, it's easier, more the, the risk averse, where they're just like, hey, we just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to wade into those waters and have to navigate it. And so we're just, everyone's eliminated. Some companies, mm-hmm. I do think there is a moral and they're saying, we're just, we don't want this. We don't want We don't it. want to engage with that kind we don't of want, person. Right. He's like, okay. 
which has serious problems, right? Yeah. I mean, well, this this group has some serious problems. Well, the the first thing is is that right out of the shoot, um, you're going to have to be very careful with the automatic ban if you live in an area where there are minorities. Um, that are arrested at a higher percentage because the EEOC, the Federal Anti-Discrimination Agency, says we will actually deem it a disparate impact on minorities if you're, con- right. you know, considering automatic bans uh, right. because it, it will have a negative impact on them. The burden will shift to the employer to show that you had some legitimate business reason for doing it. So, for that reason alone, I wouldn't do an automatic ban. Right, right. and let's be real at I mean, all. Unfortunately, we live in the United States. And I don't know where Wait a minute. in the United States, un, where in the United States minorities aren't getting arrested at a higher rate uh, than yeah. the white population. Yeah. As a former prosecutor, I was shocked at the stats on racial profiling with arrests and also the, the biases and conviction. And we're, I'm not an expert in it, but I have to say, Jeff, very alarming. As a, you know? as a former yeah. public defender, I was not shocked because... Right. I have doubts in the state and the system. The other thing, and let, let's look at another thing beside the EEOC, and that is, why do you want to do that? I right. mean, an automatic ban reduces your candidate pool so drastically for any crime, anything that you've ever yeah, done. Right. I mean, right. I, I mean, you're eliminating people who are skilled, have the skills probably for the positions you need, and you're just going to say, oh, I'm sorry, you had a... Uh, Open container possession in college, sorry, you you can't come work for us. And you're 50 years old now. Hope you enjoyed Rush. <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> you guys, I had a close call on an arrest when uh, one of your sister's soccer teams teepeed a house, and I drove them. You know, I was an accomplice, I have to say. Not a girl. And, and yeah. they... I did not realize they signed their names because they were keeping the boys team. And at the bottom, one of them signed my name, one of the players. Oh, and the stop. mom called me. The mom <laughs> called. Patricia Latham Ball, Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> Automatic ban, you're out. You can't look yes. at Snow Cone Shack. <laughs> no. I mean, it's yeah. Like... <laughs> it just seems like laziness in the other direction. I feel like extremes sometimes are that. Like, I just feel like it's like just deciding not to see what you don't want to see. And not right. having to right. consider more of the gray areas. Right. Luckily, I don't see auto bans very much. I don't. I don't see that. Do you, Jeff? No, I don't. I, I think they're pretty rare. I put auto bans on my on my Hinge profile. <laughs> auto ban on no fedoras. Auto ban. <laughs> auto ban on newsy caps. What's a what's a newsy cap? You don't want to see it on someone that you're going Let's on a go date with. Let's go back because... to what we were talking about. I want to talk about the last category, right. which is not hats, but is the middle ground. Yeah, let's get into the middle ground. I have people do all kinds of things. I like the middle ground. I think the middle ground is where you want to be with a fedora hat, but because uh, you know not. he could be a really nice guy who had just <laughs> you know a, a moment of weakness, and that's not fair of me. So right. Removing the band now. <laughs> Let the fedoras flood. Jeff, what do you think about the middle ground? No, I mean, obviously, I think the middle ground is the best place to be um, because you're actually assessing what your needs are as a company and the, well, you should be assessing your needs as a company <laughs> and the person and their conviction and considering different factors. Um, the one thing I will say I see, though, that's a problem is that they're pretty inconsistent when they do it. Right. Um, that's that's the, my biggest issue that I come across. It's like, oh yeah, we're doing this like really invasive you know, or this really investigative process for this one. Yeah, this <laughs> one candidate. And it's like, what well, do you do that for everyone? No, 
just this one guy and it's like that's a problem yeah. right and right. if that one person what's, is, what's wrong if, with you yeah <laughs> And, you know, the cases that I see are when they are doing a criminal conviction background check on someone who they think looks creepy or, you know, if they're differentiating, you know, on some other factor, uh, you're going to get a discrimination claim. Yeah. Mm. There's a case pending right now um, that I read about where uh, men who had DUIs were not excluded from being hired and women are because they thought it made them look bad. Oh, come on. Get over that. I mean, you yeah. got to be equal. You know, I get it right. if, if you want to treat it, but don't be inconsistent. Okay, and so- And even more so, it seems like you would want to know the ins and outs of the conviction so you knew what kind of danger you'd be navigating or avoiding ah, at your office. Right. And then if it didn't relate or those, let's say it was someone, I don't know. It's like if someone has a simple possession of, of marijuana and that was five years ago and the job's a warehouse job. It doesn't matter, right? right? And marijuana right. is legal in their state now. <laughs> but oh, Right, yeah, sure, especially <laughs> yeah. that. But. So, you know, what I, what you guys are talking about is what exactly the EEOC is actually recommending, and that is to do an individual assessment on a case-by-case yeah. -case basis. And, and rather than, you know, I do get people saying, Patty, send me a list of who we shouldn't hire, you know, what crimes, whatever. I mean, obviously, you're going to have some crimes where you're not real comfortable, a murderer, you know, or something like that. But, but for the vast majority sure sure i mean yeah definitely <laughs> definitely he, raising some some fear for me last 50 years his name's charlie and he's you know been oh, uh, yeah i love it when someone goes they have no record for the last no record for the last 40 years well he's been in the penitentiary and so that's right. why he has no criminal record yeah. <laughs> have you heard of alcatraz <laughs> sorry so so i think i might know what individual assessment looks like but what's the breakdown of it what does it look like at business so what what you're gonna do is when you get your background check and it's flagged that there's a criminal conviction, you're essentially going to look at your position, look at the job description, and then decide using a number of factors being time, what the crime was, how much time's passed since they finished mm -hmm. their sentence. We're not just saying when mm -hmm. they were convicted, but uh, since they were released from incarceration or from probation or whatever. Yeah, you're going to look at all those factors. Um, I always like to look at the, the distance, you know, yeah, how much huge. time we have. That's huge. You know, also, right. you, you can ask the person questions. Um, people yeah. feel really nervous about calling them, but you have a right, legal right to call that candidate and say, I see you have a criminal conviction. Let's say it's burglary. Let's say it's uh, right. possession of drugs. It was 15 years ago. Tell me what happened. What did you learn right. from it? Um, you, you know, how long ago were there any victims? Was someone harmed? Um, what was the sentence that you served? Um, these right. are all really important factors that you have a right to look into you, on a case by case basis. Well, I think you start a. It seems like you start a dialogue with them, and then if you have an honest, open dialogue with them, they feel heard out. They feel respected. You feel like okay, I am now getting all the information, so I can make a decision, and and then you can decide. Yeah, I'm not comfortable, or you know what, it seems like they learned something or... Absolutely. Or... Yeah, I mean, to me, each company is different, right, when you're going to do these individual assessments. And so it's really a discussion prior to even doing these background checks and the criminal convictions popping up of why is it important to you what you're looking for, right? And Jeff, this is what you're you're talking about as well. But the EEOC really recognizes that if 
if the conviction is job related, then that is yeah. going to be much more acceptable to exclude someone. Um, and in some instances, you might have an automatic ban for certain crimes. For example, if someone has had a DUI in the last five years and they are a driving position and cannot be insured and can't be behind that wheel, right. that the EEOC is going to say, okay, well, that's not discriminatory. That's just job related. That's a right. legitimate business reason. And then yeah, I, I just need to make sure I can have this interlock on the company van for the next <laughs> four years. Is that okay? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Other positions such as accounting, if someone has an embezzlement or theft right. charge, that's job related. Mm -hmm. So I think job related is really key. And then you could say, we're applying different rules based upon position. It's a legitimate right. business reason. It's not discriminatory. Yeah. Right, and you're looking. That for, makes a lot of sense. That seems really like uh, like cut and dry, like a good boundary. Right. Does it relate, right. and then make a decision? Yeah, and that's a, that's an analysis you have to have as a company. Which which ones are you going to be concerned about? Is it someone who's going to be handling finances? Then yeah, any theft related crime right. should be a red flag. No there. go. Right, right. Uh, and, and so these are all factors that I would consider. Um, I would definitely get rid of any policy that automatically eliminates yep. a person unless you have a targeted reason that is non-discriminatory. You're looking yep. as whether they are qualified. And sometimes crimes do disqualify and based upon the job, but most of the time they do not. And right. so do that individual assessment and... Do your due diligence. Do some background investigation. If you get confused or have questions, give us a call and we'll be happy to walk you through it because some of it gets kind of complicated. But... Um, you yeah, can call me too. I'm a really good web sleuth. <laughs> I can find any fedora yeah. near you. <laughs> Many clients send us their the criminal background check and we look and because of our familiarity with yeah. criminal codes, we can tell you if this is something that is pretty serious, you know, concerning and we're happy to walk through it with you. And right. um, we want you to be empowered though, to ask questions to see if there's mitigating reasons for that conviction or if it's a disqualifying, um, but definitely get a process in place. Um, yes. on, on who's going to handle it. That typically should be HR, not the manager who's going to handle the inquiries. And if you need sample questions from us, please contact us or your legal counsel on that. And if you'd yeah. like to see a picture of a Newsy cap, just for reference, we will attach a link at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening this week. And we hope your week is mayhem-free, conviction-free. And, and uh, Newsy cap-free. And fedora free. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. See you next week. I'm going on my bike ride. Bye-bye. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.